1: to this week's uh, Garda FILE and in just a moment as part of the Garda FILE we're going to be speaking with a member of the Garda National Economic Crime Bureau but firstly Crime Prevention Officer Sergeant James O'Donovan based at Bandon Garda Station uh, joins me for our usual Garda FILE. Uh, Good morning to you James. Good morning Patricia. Okay we want you want to start with you're looking for witnesses firstly with thefts from cars.
2: Yes Patricia unfortunately we're at that time of year again where a number of cars have been broken into across West Cork we're going to start there on the second and the third of July. There last in the Kilberry area of Bandon, uh, the injured party came out and discovered that the passenger door of her car was actually left open. Um, when the when the this was approached by these travelling criminals again, and opportunistic criminals, and the, a sum of cash was taken from her Porsche. Now, look, I suppose this is I suppose a repeat of a lot of these type of crimes at this time of year, especially with a lot of the tourists coming into West Cork, and we're constantly asking people to be vigilant in relation to their property and their cars but in this case we're appealing for anyone that would have seen anyone acting suspicious in the Kilba- Kilbury area of Bandon on the 2nd and the 3rd of July to contact the Gardaí in Bandon with any information that they may have
0: OK,
1: always lock your cars and even with a locked car leave nothing leave nothing, nothing on of display volume. nothing yeah. on display OK, there was theft of diesel James
2: Yes, and this is something that we haven't seen for a while I suppose in relation to theft of vehicles from, or theft of diesel from vehicles this happened last weekend uh, from the the 10th to the 12th of July in the Cross Bear, Cross barry area. I suppose uh, a fellow finished up for the weekend, he packed up his truck, and when he came back on Monday, he discovered that the diesel had been siphoned from his tank. Now, over the course of the weekend, we're asking for anyone that has seen anyone acting suspicious uh, in the Cross Barry area to contact the Gardaí and banner and, and Bandon. Now, this would have taken a bit of time, Patricia, as well, So look, maybe it happened at night time, we're unsure of the time it happened, but people might have seen flashlights or a bit of strange movement around the Barry area just to contact us with any information and and we can walk from there then.
1: And somebody on a day trip to West Cork had uh, their day ruined by the theft of a GoPro.
2: Yes, uh, unfortunately this uh, injured party was from Waterford and he was down in West Cork, travelling around West Cork for the day. He packed up his bike, his motorbike in Skibbereen between half one and half two and went for lunch. And unfortunately, when he came back and discovered it, the the GoPro camera was missing from the handlebar on the bike. Now, I suppose what we're appealing for is people would have recognised this bike. It's a 201 brand-new BMW bike, so the, the new motorbike vehicle, Gleam, would have been on it and would have caught someone's eye. And we're just appealing to anyone that might have seen this bike parked on Main Street, Skibreen there, and maybe seen people around it acting suspicious to contact the Guardian. Because
1: it's a a busy enough spot.
2: It would be at this time of year, especially with a lot of um, tourists down around West Cork heading out to Baltimore, maybe come in, and skull area, come into to to maybe do a bit of shopping, and even people going for lunch on a Sunday morning, or Sunday afternoon, between half one and half two, it would have been particularly busy, so... Again, this bike might have caught someone's eye, and they might have seen someone acting suspiciously, or uh, even even witnessed the crime and took no notice of it. But we're asking them to contact the Guardian and Okay,
1: and the you the power of CCTV.
2: Yeah, we look. We're constantly advocating CCTV to be used both in commercial premises and private premises. We had a number of other thefts around the division, uh, approximately five of them, and all of them have had suspects identified through CCTV. And it just goes to show that CCTV, when it is in operation and it is constantly serviced, it can lead, it can act as both a deterrent, but it can also help us solve crime. We had a consar stolen, for example, down in Riverstick last week, and the CCTV, the CCTV in the house was so good that we were able to pick up the red number of the car. Brilliant. And we were able to detect that that person is before the courts now. So, you know, the, the CCTV, I know that we cover house alarms, and I know that 93% of burglaries that happen in houses happen in houses that don't have alarms in them. So it's the same for CCTV. It can act as a deterrent. And uh, I suppose, look, we're appealing for more people to consider installing them in their houses and their their commercial premises as well.
1: OK, criminal damage, James?
2: Yes, this happened on the 9th and 10th, again, last Friday and uh, last Friday night, I suppose, between Friday night and Saturday morning in the Cortnacloughy area of uh, this is a kind of there was a building site there, and in that building site there was a pedestrian door. This was damaged. So obviously the person that damaged this was looking for to get access into the site. Now, luckily there was no access gained, but there was a considerable amount of damage done to the door. We're appealing, number one, for witnesses to come forward if they saw anyone acting suspicious out in the Cortnacloughy area of Skibbereen there last Friday night, Saturday morning early. But also just... Just to briefly remind people there, look, I suppose ever since we came back into off restrictions in relation to building sites and so forth over, over the last two months, we've appealed, we've appealed to business owners to just be mindful of their security as well. And I know that COVID-19 and, I suppose, implementation of COVID-19 regulations have maybe taken over the mindset of a lot of people and maybe security has taken the back foot. But we're just asking people to be mindful on building sites of their, their tools, their large... Um, the large machinery, to properly mark everything and to secure it at the weekends when they're going away and to maybe park a large vehicle in front of those um, gates so that no access can be gained easily. And um, I know we have had sites across the country that have been cleaned out with tools because the access was easily gained so we're asking people to make that a bit
1: more difficult Yeah and as we've often said on this programme as well people need to stop and think if they're uh, offer them for sale or they're buying them somewhere and they're a knockdown price you've got to question where they came from
2: And unfortunately it has been pointed out to us that you know there is some people that create the market because yeah. people yeah. are buying We it. need to end the trade and We, we need, need to end the, the trade. trade If there's no market for stolen goods there's, there's, no, no, market.
1: there's okay, no market. we've anyway. been we've been talking about the pubs' not reopening next Monday, and a lot of people are pointing to the reason for it is the number of house parties that have been uh, going on. Are you seeing a lot of house parties in your area
2: look there's there's house parties going on ar- ar- around the country, and we're uh, I suppose we're appealing for people to take personal responsibility, both as people that own the houses be it parents or people that are renting their houses, or people that are attending these parties. At the end of the day, we certainly don't want to go back to last March and April where we were with lockdown and restrictions, and please God, that will never happen. But uh, there's people have to take personal responsibility, Patricia, and I think that's a message that needs to get out there. That, Like I know we the GA back online, and everyone's doing their best to put in the guidelines and so forth, but all the guidelines can only be as good as people taking the personal responsibility themselves, wearing their masks and washing their hands and staying the two metre distance and so forth. And we're just appealing for people to be mindful of where they're going at the weekends and for people that are renting out houses, houses to be mindful of who they're renting them out to like a gang of 20 people going to a house over the course of a weekend can only lead to one thing yeah. and we just want people to be very mindful of that as well.
1: A bit of cop on. Exactly. Okay, uh, fraud, unfortunately, there is a trend of late and we're seeing more and more fraud.
2: Yes, um, I suppose we've seen it over the last couple of years and I know that we have Detective Chief Superintendent Pat Lorden coming on there now shortly but we, we've we definitely seen it in West Cork with a number of people, both individual and companies that are getting caught. I suppose over the last week or two now, we've had a number of companies have been caught by this invoice redirect, where it appears that they're paying uh, a, a normal standard invoice to an account, and it turns out that the account is fraudulent. And like we have over the past two weeks, we've over 100,000 euros that have been paid into a fraudulent account. And we're appealing to companies, and I've done so myself through the Crime Prevention Office here in West Cork, and I know it's done nationally as well through the the Garda National Economic Crime Bureau and our own National Crime Prevention Office, that we're expressing and appealing to companies just to discuss with their own staff in relation to emails and monitor their emails and don't send cash to invoices unless they're 100% sure and get verbal confirmation that an email came from an invoice company and so forth like that. And even... Individuals are getting caught still in West Cork. Unfortunately, we had a couple of phone calls that came into West Cork there from an 051 number uh, pertaining to be from the Inland Revenue looking for credit card details and payments.
1: Yeah, and it looked like it was coming from Waterford. We, we, We had a couple of calls in about that during the week as well. Yes,
2: and I was aware I was listening to your show during the weekend. They're, they're ongoing. There's Irish water, there's the banks, there's the credit cards and I don't want to be taking from the next segment okay, here. Okay, so,
1: oh yeah, so I'll, I'll pause you there and let, me bring, no in, let me bring in uh, Detective Chief Superintendent Pat Lorden who is with the Garda National Economic Crime uh, Bureau and he joins me on the line from uh, Dublin. Thanks for that James. Uh, good morning to you Pat. Good
0: morning, I, Mr. how I, are I, you? I'm,
1: I'm very well and, and you're welcome to the programme. I suppose start by explaining to us the, the type of work that you do with the Garda National Economic Crime Bureau.
0: Okay, so I little, did a little bit of history for you, Patricia, and the Fraud Squad apparently started way back in about 1939 at the start of World War II. It transformed itself into the Garda Bureau of Fraud Investigation in 1995, and at that stage uh, I was actually here as a detective guard in 1995. It changed its name again in 2016 to the Garda National Economic Crime Bureau. But basically the work it's been doing over those years has been the same. It investigates fraud, economic crime, Corruption, cyber-enabled crime, fraud, scams, money laundering, terrorist financing—all of the above, anything to do with the movement of money, or where they're trying to take your money. The criminals are uh, James's money and putting it to their own good use.
1: And are you seeing an increase since, say, lockdown, since coronavirus reached our shores?
0: Well, the figures I have in front of me show that fraud overall was down about 18% uh, there at a snapshot in time a couple of weeks ago. But online fraud was up approximately 77%. So the frauds that are down are, I suppose, the the tapping in the shops, for example, somebody steals your card and taps, your your, shops were all closed, so there was none of that going on. So that's why the fraud was down in those areas. But online fraud was dramatically up. Uh, All of the online investment frauds, advanced fee frauds, as James said there earlier on, invites, redirect, are are, are all substantially up.
1: Well, money mules. Explain what, what you mean by that term.
0: None of these fraudsters would be very successful without the person, what we call the money mule. And the money mule is the same as a drug mule in that they need somebody to transfer the money or to draw out the money for them out of the banking system. So a perfect example, uh, and we've done a lot of work on the Money Mule area as a result of work we did with UCC in Cork uh, and and IT in Cork a number of years ago. So we work with all of the colleges. There's about 39 campus watches around the country. So the Money Mules are primarily students. Two years ago, I would have told you that they were all students in third-level education, but regrettably, some of them now are coming down the years and they're in their mid-teens and lower teens. Wow. Uh, And what they do is They're contacted on Instagram or they get a link on Instagram how to make money easily. We need to use your account to transfer money from another country. A friend is in trouble or they spin a story. And they tell the student or the young person in particular, you'll get some money for doing this. You'll get a couple of hundred euros. And I can tell you over the last number of weeks, we've had to arrest several of these young people. And it's quite a traumatic experience for the Gardaí to come into your house. These are genuine students working hard in college. Go for the option of an easy book. And lo and behold, the guards are knocking on the door and they end up getting arrested for money laundering. And I can tell you, you know, it's a very, very dangerous road to go down. And some of them will be charged before the court. Some of them will be dealt with under juvenile diversion program. And it's not a very nice thing to have on your record if you end up Absolutely.
1: in court. You know? Absolutely. And a, and so what a they're shock doing is for your parents that, as well.
0: I heard um, a story recently, somebody buying a Hoover down in, in, in West Cork on, on Dundeal. Uh, they never got the Hoover. So the money is transferred to account, but more than likely the money is transferred into a student's account somewhere in Ireland, could be Cork, Kerry or Donegal, and then that money is cashed out by that student and paid over to the criminal gang. And we might say that some of these amounts of money are only 70 or 80 euro, and that's all some of them are. But when you add up the number of successes that they have, mm. they can gander, gather up hundreds of thousands of euros in a number of weeks on these scams.
1: And are you having any success tracking down those fraudsters?
0: Yes, we're having quite a lot of success. So I can give you one example of success recently. We we heard about it from one of the banks where they were sending out um, text messages that are very dangerous. And emails were what we were focusing on a couple of years ago. But now they have gone back to text messages. So you get a text message from your bank to say that your bank card has been compromised. You've been out shopping and somebody has got details of your card. The advice on the on the text message was cut up your card in two pieces and post it to an address. However, if you needed to retain the same PIN number, which most of us would want to retain, you had to text back the PIN number to this number. So what was happening is the criminals were getting the card, your card sent back to the address, which oh was a private God. house which should have raised a flag. Yeah. Um now the criminal had your card which was pinched pin. back together and your pin and they were Bingo. Buying going online, they were going shopping, they were cashing out all of your money. We had one person last €20,000 in two or three days as a result of that. But we did a, a lot of work with the media and we identified a number of the addresses where these cards were being sent. We did a number of searches and a number of people were arrested. Um, on the bigger scale, we have a lot of organised crime groups coming in here from other countries and some of them living here as well. And we've, we've, we've convicted a gentleman there recently, uh, he received two years for... Uh, trying to cash a draft for over half a million euros. But overall, it's quite difficult to get the guy who's put the ad up on the, on the websites. But we are, are having great success with the Money Mule. So, point of warning to anybody out there who has used, is using, or is thinking of using their account for these people, you are the, you are the guinea pig here. You are the gilly. We will always find you because we have your name, we have your address, we have your bank details, and we know that the money going into your account is from a fraud and I'm afraid we will be knocking on your door we need to and we be so will be careful. talking to you.
1: Okay, and I know we would often uh, do interviews with the, the Banking Payments uh, Federation of Ireland and they offer great words of advice on trying to keep us all uh, safe with our bank cards. Uh, you would work with them as well, I take it?
0: We do. With the people in Banking Payments Federation of Ireland, we do a lot of work in the prevention area and trying to disrupt these criminal gangs. We would do a lot of advice, not only on the money mules, but on online websites where people are going buying at the moment, for example, camper vans, boats, a year ago it was tractors and classic cars it might be paddling pools next week it might be something else the following week and what we say to people is is the website you're on real how did you get into it did you come into it through a link that you got from facebook or another social media if it is don't go in through that link search through a search engine get into the websites properly because some of the websites the genuine owners of the websites cannot tell whether it's forged or not that's how good some of the websites are at the moment and the other question we have to ask is, you know, why would you send three or €5,000 Euros for a product online to somebody you've never met, you've yeah. never dealt with before? We're just too trusting of the internet.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it, exactly. Listen, uh, Pat, it was great to talk to you. And as I said, while well, you're based in Dublin, you're one of our own, I believe.
0: I'm from West Cork, born and reared, so <laughs> I'll always be from West Cork, <laughs> ever since. <laughs> I suppose the last <laughs> message I would give is before you hit that button, whether it's an invite you're paying, Patricia, or whether it's money you're sending, just think, Because oftentimes when we meet people, they say... I thought there was something wrong uh, yeah. here, but I went ahead. I had
1: with my, it. my suspicions, yeah. I yeah. Had my Go suspicions. with your gut instinct. I'm if always saying that too good to people. Be
0: true, it's it not is true, I'm afraid. Absolutely. So we'll never see the product.
1: Listen, Thanks, Pat, thank you for that. Thanks for thank joining us. That bye-bye. is uh, Pat Lorden from the, Guard, the National Economic Crime Bureau. And our own James, I think, is still there as well. James, thank you for that. Yes, no problem for And uh, we'll, we'll speak again soon. Thanks for thank joining you. us. Bye uh, bye. That is uh, James O'Donovan uh, joining us from uh, Bandon. Eighteen fifty-three-three-three-one-zero-three 333 103. Lines open.